Hello and welcome to Computer and Technology Radio. I am Mark Cohen. She is Marsha Collier. And we are here to bring you the latest news and tech in the world and all kinds of cool stuff. So thank you for joining us. How are you, Marsha? Yeah, I know we weren't going to say it, but tech doesn't work all the time. So you missed our lovely intro and outro music <laughs> for the show today. So, But we have a lot of good uh, stories. We you do. enjoying the holidays, Mark? Uh, I am. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, I'm not big on the holidays, so it's fine. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I just, uh, you know, I think it's a commercial waste of time. He isn't green. He isn't green, but yeah, just, the Grinch. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's fine. It's okay. I did, you know, I get tired with the commercialism and the, you know, uh, June putting up your Christmas trees and Hanukkah bushes and whatever. And so, whatever. Uh, yeah. yeah, whatever. But that's good. Uh, well, how are you? How was your We'll week? talk a little bit about Christmas later. And, uh, Let's go right into it, because you found some in information that I had no idea. Well, you know, it's and, and I don't know whether to believe that you're talking about Twitter, Twitter, obviously, or X, rather. Uh, supposedly, more than 10 million people have signed up in December for X, according to the company, formerly known as Twitter, uh, which is, according to the story, risk losing as much as $75 million in advertising by the end of the year, you know, because of the whole story where advertisers were pulling out. Uh, it says that they've added $10 million. I mean, I find that hard to believe, but supposedly, well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, maybe, you know, why all of a sudden now they do have 540 million users, according to the story. So I guess $10 million is not that gigantic a leap from where they were. But, you know, I mean, with all these companies pulling out and, and, and maybe because the news is out, because Disney and Apple and Warner and Comcast and all these companies pulled out of advertising, IBM, that maybe it renewed some interest in Twitter. And people said, well, I want to see what's going on. Uh, so I don't know. It's really well, interesting. Well, you know, Twitter still, again, you go to Facebook it, and I love Facebook. It's all the touchy feely stuff. And you get to right. talk to your friends and blah, 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 or yeah. read about them. Right. But there's nowhere on the internet where you can get information as it happens. I mean, uh, uh, what is it? Ryan Neal died today. Within eleven minutes, it was on Twitter. Right. Oh, it's very. Oh, it's instant. No, although the, I think you see the same thing on Facebook too. So as soon as somebody dies, they you know somebody puts it on Facebook or any of these social media sites. Yeah, but it's interesting to. Uh, have the entire world right it, it it just you know and you get to see pictures of stuff i i, I twitter is can be a really hateful place okay. i am very careful of what i post on twitter. oh you have to be but still i go to twitter i want to know what's happening and i will too uh, although i tend to you know i don't use i'm not as big on social media as you are so i tend to look at facebook once a day i look at twitter once a day you know i don't get too involved with it but uh it's but if there's something news breaking then that is certainly a great place to go no question i mean about every it. time there is an earthquake we go online go yeah. type on there earthquake question mark uh, well, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's interesting. And and I, like I said, I don't know if 10 million seems like a lot. I don't know how many they add on a regular basis. Do you have any idea what a good number on a monthly basis is for Twitter? Nope. Yeah. Nope. I, I, 
I'm not writing the book on that right now. <laughs> yeah, right. So, you know, no, exactly. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It will be interesting to see where this all goes and if the company survives. Yeah. And, you know, I just, again, but we talked about this anyway, before. Any, anyway, I got, we got to rush through this show, man, because you got places to go. You're, I know. I got big, important big, things to do. But this is important. I was so excited. A new app was announced yesterday. And people were trying it, and they were going crazy how fabulous it was. Right. Um, it's an app that sends Android texts as blue iMessage bubbles, and you don't even need to use an Apple ID. Right. Not only did it work for iMessage, but it was go working on other platforms as well. Right. So if there was any... Nobody knew if you were on Android or if you were whatever, Right. you know, it's just, and what they did, it's, it was called, or it is called Beeper. Uh, they wrote new code from scratch, started an Android app, and it's secure, end-to-end -end encryption. I couldn't believe it, but I was reading the reviews and people online. And, you know, other apps have tried to do this through a Mac hosted in the cloud, which technically security nightmare right there. Right. But these people did it end-to-end -end encryption. Uh, the developers devised a way to associate a phone number with iMessage, dispatch messages directly to Apple's servers, and receive messages back on the phone within the app seamlessly. And in case you've been living under a rock and don't know what we're talking about, there's been this debate going on with, you know, and when you use your iPhone, you have this little blue uh, this thing that comes up that tells you that somebody's writing you a message. Bubble. And then it's a, a bubble. bubble. Yeah. And then when it comes up, it comes up in blue. And for Android, it came up in green. And so anybody that was, not anybody, but people that were iPhone users were shaming people on Android. Ooh, look what you've got. You have a green bubble. Well, I you know, they even found that it was affecting people on dating apps. Yeah. I mean, this is... This, it it's was, stupid. Um, I mean, it's crazy. So this app, believe it or not, was invented originally by a 16-year-old high school student. Wow. And they were going to charge $2 a month for prescription. Okay. Uh, for subscription. Subscription, yeah. I mean, I think that's great, but... As of what is it, one fifty-five p.m. on December eighth, Apple managed to bork it. So I don't know what's going on. Reddit has a thread on it. Twitter is talking about it. Um, I hope they pull it out. I hope they're able to do it. Uh, their Twitter ID is on Beeper, and I just hope. I just hope because it was a brilliant idea. And we don't know if for sure it's Apple that has borked it, but the CEO can't imagine that it's anything else. You know, yeah, it's very interesting to see, and the, the the fact that Apple was able to block it is even more fascinating. That they figured out a way to uh, you know registered phone numbers with iMessages that somehow they're able to block it, meaning that if you send me a message through this app, I won't get it. In theory, yeah, I mean. I don't know why would they stop a service that enables their own users to send encrypted messages to Android users. 
rather well, than I'm, using unsecure SMS. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. <laughs> That's a good it's a good question. And, you know, on the iMessage side, it's encrypted. But what happens on the other side? You're probably right. Now you're sending it to an unencrypted. Now, are, No, but th- this app was encrypted. Right. Now, the new app was encrypted. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but the old stuff wasn't. So, Well, the I, old none of the old stuff wasn't. But remember, Apple gave support for RCS. Right. Which was encrypted. Which is encrypted. Yeah. Although I don't think that was going into effect, was it, until like next year or something? I don't know. I don't so, know. You know, so basically, if I'm understanding this correctly, because you're an Android user, that Android messages were never encrypted. Oh, no, they are. Oh. On, when you're using RCS, SMS messages. Right. Which were originally used by everybody were not secure. Right. The original SMS. Right. Okay. But now they they are. Okay. So, so really, at this point, who cares other than the shame of using a blue bubble versus a green bubble? And Apple is like st- sticking their heels in. I don't know when you listen to this podcast what the outcome is going to be, but right. everybody who the developers had figured out a way to register a phone number with iMessage and have it function so people didn't know, you know, you didn't get the, what is it, green Right. Bubbles, whatever. Yeah, the green, or the green uh, showing, the yeah, green it, message comes in. It seems ridiculous, but this is something worth following because I think it's interesting. I mean, good for them. And what's the big deal? <laughs> I, well, again, it's a snob thing. We've talked well, no, about this No, but what's before. the big deal for Apple? It, to maintain the people, to get them to say, well, if you want to have the really cool blue as opposed to that hor- horrible, ugly green. But you see, that's that's the whole thing, and and we could argue we could argue and discuss it for days. Right. But one of the problems in our society is that it get it's getting more and more. There's no middle class, no. and honestly, flagship on Android f- phones are sometimes more expensive than Apple phones. Right. So it, it's Apple's PR against everybody else. Yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting. Well, so have you we'll used twenty three and me? You know, I have not. Uh the only DNA testing I've done was on my dogs because that was <laughs> kind of find out because we, we you know, uh we got shelter dogs when we got our dogs. So we didn't know exactly what types they were. So we've done this with a couple of dogs. Never done it on a human. How about you? No, I won't do it because I don't want to give my information to anybody. Right. Um which is interesting because I'm going in for a mammogram and all of a sudden I start getting texts from a DNA company really? saying, I can have some free testing, just come uh, fill this out before your test and blah, blah, blah. Well, that's not good. What the hell? Yeah, what where the, did they get I, the information from? It, obviously, they got it from the company where I'm, you know, where you have your... Uh, yeah, where done. the mammogram was done. Yeah, where the mammogram. So I was just, I was appalled, absolutely appalled, because your DNA is something that you have to, you have to agree to give up, and once you've given it up, you never know how it can be used, and it right. isn't just, you know, the twenty three and Me had a breach, six point nine million people. It's a not lot of the, people. Not the fourteen thousand they first reported right exactly okay so they've given up their data 
And the point is, we don't even know the implications of it because, quote, uh, the executive director of the Surveillance Technology Oversight Project said, the ability to weaponize DNA data will only grow more acute as computers grow more powerful. Right. From our health profiles to our family trees to far sub subtler details of our biology, this hack could potentially reveal so much. Yeah, but they only gave out their full names and all their genetic information. And their birth year and their relationship labels and their family name and their location. An additional 1.4 million who opted into DNA relatives had their family profile information accessed. Right. And how do you report 14,000 when it's actually 6.9 Oops. Oh, we used, we used the wrong decimal point here. Creative accounting. Apparently so. You work on Wall Street. You're familiar yeah, with Yeah, maybe so. Wow. Okay, sure. So how much did you make this year? Oh, $140 billion. Oh, yeah, right. Oh, mm-hmm. you know, it was 14000 Sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, but as, honestly, as long as you pay the loan back, I don't care what you say. Right, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> so, so really interesting stuff and, and not good things at all. Uh, and that's probably one of the reasons I never did the DNA thing. Well, you know. it seems the data is already up for sale. It was on a well-known hacking forum. Uh, the user on the forum published the alleged data of 1 million users of Jewish Ashkenazi descent oh, nice. and 100,000 Chinese 23andMe users as proof, Wow! asking for a dollar to $10 per person in the data set. Hmm. This is this is appalling. Yeah. It's terrible, absolutely terrible. This is appalling, and this uh, is even worse than the normal hacks that you see with your credit card, because right? you, do, you don't get any more personal than your DNA. So that's a tough one, I would have to say. Now the company uh, published uh, an update in their terms of service, <laughs> coincidentally, right? <laughs> and the update forces users into a binding arbitration, which means to dissolve, uh, to resolve disputes outside mm-hmm. of court. You can't take them to court. Right. And if you want to opt out of that, <laughs> because it specifically prohibits class action lawsuits against right. the company, if you want to opt out of that, you can do that by emailing arbitrationoptout at 23andme.com within 30 days, meaning you only have until December 30th. This detail is tucked at the bottom of the fifth section of its updated terms of service. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. what I've always said. They can change their terms of service at any time. Right, exactly. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, on a more fun subject. Yeah, let's, AI let's for do Christmas, the holidays. Huh? I well, yes. Well, isn't Santa the original AI? <laughs> yeah. Really. <laughs> I mean, really. Yeah. But I found a couple of things that were really interesting on the net. One is uh AI Santa. So you have to subscribe to ChatGPT Plus. Right. And that runs $20 a month mm-hmm. to talk to Santa. But there's a different AI Santa bot, which I think is so cool. It's done by as a demo from an advertising firm in Texas. And they're hosting a website. Mark, put this into your computer while we talk. Santasmagicalmailroom.com. Okay. Okay. All right. Wait till you see what a beautiful website it is. And this website, you can arrange for a letter from Santa to be sent to a child, friend, or loved one. You'll be asked 
three pieces of information about the recipient to give the AI some context about who Santa is writing to. Once you've done that, you'll see what Santa intends to send and you have to approve it. Then it will be auto printed in Santa's handwriting. Then sent uh, to the I'm recipient. Sorry, what? Wait. <laughs> Do we have a copy of his handwriting to be able to compare it? Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then it goes to the recipient in a red envelope via the postal service. And now, if you don't like the letter, you can start over and adjust the answers. Now, here's There's a $20 charge for it, but the money is donated to girls who code. Okay. So, All right. So that's a worthwhile thing. The only problem I see is, you know, I went to a website. I don't know what this is, Axos Austin. And it shows the printing of the letters on a machine. Yeah. So well, if you're it's kid, for children. You're sending it to children. You're going to hope that they don't go. They don't look at the picture. To Santa's Magic Mailroom.com, which <laughs> okay. is, if you click Start the Magic on the homepage, right. it's just a beautiful website. I wish I could afford these people. Yeah, that's I mean, kind of cool. Music and everything. It's beautiful. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a nice idea. And one last thing, talking AI in the holidays. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll be able to hear recordings of this all over the internet, but there's a meditation and sleep app called Calm, C-A-L-M, mm-hmm. uh, which uses AI to help people fall asleep and such. That's nice. And they did an AI-generated version of the voice of Jimmy Stewart. Remember, he was in a one, It's a Mar- Wonderful uh, Life. Mar- yeah, Wonderful Life, right. Right. So they did it. And, of course, the name of the story is It's a Wonderful Sleep Story. Oh. And if you – let me see if I can even pull it up here. Um, Mark. Hold on. Let me see if you can hear this. No, you probably can't. I cannot. Can you hear it? Nope. Mark? No, I cannot hear anything. Okay. Well, Google it. It's just Jimmy Stewart sleep stories. Okay. And I know Variety has a recording of it on their website, and you'll you'll really enjoy it. It's really cool. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of companies are using AI for fun stuff. So that's cool. Oh, that is good. And if if you have not, if you're one of the three people on the planet that has not seen It's a Wonderful Life, it always runs this time of year. You have to see it. You have to see it. One of the best movies ever made. So, yeah, definitely do that. So do Um, you use Google Drive? I do not. Okay. My husband, who's an Apple, uses Google Drive. And he loves it. And he loves Google Photos. And we share a calendar, Google Calendar. Uh, but he still sticks with iPhone, and that's cool. But the best thing they've added, and this is also for iPhone and iPad. Okay, there was a document scanner, which is great, but that already exists. What this does is it takes high-quality scans of physical documents and converts them to PDF and has the ability to scan multiple pictures in succession for producing multi-page documents. That's a little advanced over what we've been used to. Yeah, and no You can do that now on iOS and iPadOS. So right now it's rolling out. Okay, that's really good. But uh, you have to use Google Drive. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, that's fine. You get a certain amount free, so give it a shot. Yeah, exactly. 
Now, uh, you came up with this story. And, yeah, this uh, is scary. Yeah. So uh, apparently there's a secretive White House surveillance program. Uh, the not so can, secret now. <laughs> well, yeah, not as secret as it was before, right. Uh, that apparently gives the police access to trillions, I said trillions, that's a lot of people, uh, U.S. phone records. And it tra- it allows them to track whoever's calling whoever, you know, which is certainly an invasion of privacy. Somehow they figured out how to do it, but it allows federal, state, and local law enforcement agencies to uh, mine the details of American calls. It can analyze the phone records of um, millions, apparently, of people who don't, you know, who have done nothing wrong, including the victims. And they use a technique called chain analysis. Uh, the, apparently, the program targets not only uh, those in direct contact with a criminal, but anyone who uses these things can be in contact as well. So that means they're checking, I mean, trillions. That's a lot of information. Uh, and by the way, they've been using this already. <laughs> yeah. And they can get all the information. Um, if As long as there's a suspect involved. So they've, in 2020, the Transparency Collective Distributed Denial of Secrets published hundreds of gigabytes of law enforcement data stolen from agencies, and not only criminal suspects, but their spouses, their children, their parents, their friends, their neighbors. Um, uh, Oakland Police Department asked for a hemisphere analysis to identify the phone number of a suspect by analyzing the calls from suspects' close friends. Right. Is it any privacy left? Well, I mean, AT&T, the response is no comment. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, there's a big surprise. Uh, it says there's no law requiring AT&T to store decades worth of American call records for law enforcement purposes. Uh, but AT&T officials apparently uh, have attended law enforcement conferences, uh, conferences in Texas to train the police on how to use this system. So, wow. Yes. And by the way, the White House has been backing this $6.1 million worth in pulled out of discretionary funding i.e. they pulled it out of Social Security, probably, yeah. uh, since 2013. So this is nothing new. No, this has been going on for years. This is nothing new. So it so started in the Obama that? years. Let's see. Yeah. That's eight. Yeah, back to Obama, right? Yeah, back so, to Obama. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, again, another wonderful thing to look forward to. Uh, okay. There's more to it. And if you're really interested, take it, look it up. Yeah. Uh, okay, now is the time of the show where we search the planet, the universe, and one of our favorite places, Woot, an Amazon company, for the buy <laughs> of the week. Uh, they have they have a number of iPhones uh, refurbished, which I know Marsha's a fan of, um, that are extremely cheap. They go anywhere, and I'm not going to give you one specifically. So basically, you just go to Woot and type in Apple iPhones, and you can get uh, the an older iPhone, an iPhone 8. For as little as 128 bucks, uh, or you can go to the more expensive one, which is the iPhone 12, which is still two. Are we on 15 or 14 now? I think we're on 14, uh, which is still two behind. But that phone originally is probably in the eight to 1200 price range. You can get a refurbished one for anywhere from 289 to 365. And remember one thing: when you're buying refurbished phones from a reliable company, 
they have been gone over. Probably the battery has been replaced. Um, you no doubt have at least a 30-day return on them, and you can check it all out. But refurbished devices are great. I think personally the only thing that has been improving on cameras on, – on, excuse me, on phones is the camera. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so uh, if you are interested in an iPhone and you want to sp- save some money doing it, and for the most part, even though I don't love my new iPhone, uh, I have loved iPhones in the past, so you can certainly get these refurbished phones. Again, go to uh, electronicwoot.com, look for Apple iPhones, and you can get a really good deal depending upon what you want to spend, like I say, from as low as, oh, like 130 bucks to as high as 400 but that's a phone that's probably a third of what it was when it originally came out. And again, you're not getting the the most current, but there you go. That is and our Woot is a great place to shop for Christmas. Yeah, I had it, to stop because my family would say, "Yeah, this is from Woot." I know yeah. it is. Yeah, exactly. Now, in so, a real short story, I have to yeah. tell you, and I have no co- contact anymore with this company, mm-hmm. but Huawei and a Chinese car maker called Cherry, yeah, have ten thousand pre-orders. Mm-hmm. For a new EV, which I sent you a link, Mark. Doesn't it look good? Yeah. Sedan? Yeah. Right? And they it's have a nice looking car, yeah. Ten thousand pre orders. Uh the top of the line of the car, five hundred and thirty one mile range. That's that's remarkable. And sells for $49,267. Yeah. I mean you don't get that kind of range unless you're spending hundred and fifty grand on an EV. Right, and the charging is super fast on these cars. Wow. Um, I had the numbers in another article, but like in 15 minutes, you can get like 200 miles. Yeah, that, on, that's really – now, is this car going to be sold in the U.S.? Of course not because it's yeah, against well, the law because right. they're Chinese. And wait a minute. They steal all of our technologies because that's how they made the car. Well, there you go, which means you think we should be able to do the same thing here. Right, exactly. If they were stealing from us, I just, I don't know. Anyway, the bottom ring, the car comes in four different models. Mm -hmm. The Pro, it's called the Luxeed, L-U-X-E-E-D-S-7. The Pro, which is the bottom uh, model, has a 342-mile range. and Thirty-five thousand one eighty-two. Here, um, the Huawei, uh, excuse me, the S seven sits atop Huawei's eight hundred volt giant whale platform, offering one hundred and thirty-four miles of range in just five minutes of charging, wow. and two hundred and sixty-seven miles on a fifteen-minute charge. <laughs> okay, that's a pretty good deal. Too bad we can't buy it here. And it's not bad looking. I got. I'm trying to figure out how to get over to China and pre-order yeah, one. I, I suspect you can't even go to China, buy it, and ship it because it probably doesn't meet U.S. safety standards or That's whatever. Sad. So odds are pretty good. Uh, should we do a little TV and stuff? Yeah, let's and- jump right to the TV. Every week we give you the top ten streaming movies and TV shows from RealGood.com. Now, Mark, hit the movies. Okay, so stream, uh, streaming for the week, I watched this. It's a fairly disturbing movie. Oh, it's fine. called Made December. Um, it's with Julianna Moore and uh, Natalie Portman. The story, if you remember, Mary Kay Letourneau, 
who, uh, as a teacher, slept with her 12-year-old student. They later got married. He was, She was pregnant, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, uh, how'd that work out? <laughs> it, well, they stayed together for a long time, and then she really? apparently died a couple of years ago. Huh. Um, so it's a disturbing movie. Indiana Jones, I have been told I haven't seen it, but I understand it's really I've very seen entertaining. It. I've oh, seen yeah. it. It is entertaining. Okay. It looks like it's going to be a fun movie. Uh, the Grinch Stole Christmas. Uh, let's see. On FUBU? Can- FUBU, yeah. Candy, uh, Candy Cane Lane, which looks like Prime. Yeah, Prime Video. Uh, the Grinch, again, on FUBU. The Killer, which I've talked about, is a uh, kind of a... Uh, uh, how many uh, stars do you give it? Uh, with The Killer? Yeah. Mm, out of how many? Out of 10 or out of five? Five. Three. Okay. Uh, I thought it was okay. Uh, the Elf, which everybody loves this Elf. time of year. Elf, Elf definitely gets five stars. Yep. Uh, Die Hard gets five stars. Absolutely. Uh, the Holiday, I don't remember that one. I love this movie. Okay. I watch it every year. It's on FUBU. It's Jack Black. It's, uh, I can't remember her name. Yeah, It's I... wonderful people. It's a wonderful movie, and I definitely give it five stars. And a wonderful life. And the last one, which was actually pretty entertaining, Violent Night, which is Santa as a kick-ass Santa who has to kill and violently get rid of people. But he's the guy from uh, the, the, oh gosh, the show with all the kids and the famous what? one. And, uh, okay. on Netflix. Anyway, whatever it is, Violent Night. Uh, entertaining. By the and way, we- I'm testing a new app that helps you find new shows that you'll like that are oh, streaming. Okay. So I'm testing that app and I'll let you know. Okay. Now quick, TV shows, yep. Fargo on FX and like Hulu. It. Very enjoyable. Uh, lots of people love it. Number yep. two, something I'm never going to watch, A Murder at the End of the World. Watched about half an hour Hulu. so far. Uh Number three, Monarch, Legacy of Monsters on yep. Apple TV+. Plus. Lots yep. of people like that. Yeah, I like it. Slow Horses on Apple uh, TV+. I, Plus. I have no idea. Then Obliterated on I Netflix is number five. How many Very stars? Enjoyable. Stars? Yeah. Uh, four. Four stars? Okay. Doctor Who Never on Max. It. I haven't watched. The Curse on Paramount. Who? Don't know it. FUBU and... What is that? Showtime, maybe? I don't know what the curse is, but I don't think it's a lot of fun. I don't know what it is either. Yeah. Uh, Number eight, Reacher. Loved the first season. The second season's about to start. Loved it. And loved number nine, All the Light We Cannot See on Netflix. Wonderful show. And number 10, Yellowstone on Peacock. Yeah. Good, good, really good show. So thanks for joining us. Mark, say goodbye. Well, listen, everybody, thank you for being with us as always. We appreciate your listening and being with us. Tell your friends. Come back and see us next weekend. Yeah, tell your friends and happy holidays. Enjoy the trees, the lights, the candles, everything, everything that makes you joyous. So until next week, this is Marsha Collier and Mark Cohen saying happy holidays.